Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey everyone, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. So today I'm bringing you the scoop on actor Romany Malco and the indie film Inside the Rain. Let's start with Romany Malco, who you probably know from 40-Year-Old Virgin, Weeds, and now ABC's A Million Little Things. He was promoting his new holiday movie on Netflix out November 28th called Holiday Rush. So he plays this cool DJ in the movie named Rush Williams, who is a widower with four kids who are a little spoiled, and Rush ends up losing his job right before Christmas, so he has to figure out a plan to get back on the air and just support his family. So this was interesting because it was my first phone interview ever with Romany, and it was actually awesome. Um, He was awesome and just so ready to chat with me. And as weird as it sounds, I kind of just felt like I was talking to a friend on the phone. Um, But I'm sorry about the quality of the sound just because um, I used an app that's kind of new to record it. So it's not amazing, but um, it gets the job done. So take a listen to what Romani says about the film Holiday Rush and why you should watch it. Everyone loves a good holiday flick, and there are a lot of them. So not to be cliche, but why should people watch this one, Holiday Rush? Um, there are a number of reasons people should watch Holiday Rush because most one reason is that most film, uh, like holiday films, tend to be very glossy and, for lack of a better term, a little too soft for my taste. Okay. So let's rework the question. I'm not saying everyone should watch Holiday Rush. I'm saying that if you want a movie, a holiday movie that's grounded in something that's extremely relatable. And and that's the reason you should watch this 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 movie. One of the things I love about this movie is mm-hmm. that you've got a black father mm-hmm. of four kids. Nobody in the movie selling drugs. Um, he's just, <laughs> oh he's, 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 he's one hundred, right? Right. He's just a hardworking dude who <laughs> needs to mature. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 taking ownership of his children. His wife didn't die because she got shot. His wife didn't die because she had a drug overdose. His wife died of cancer. Mm-hmm. He's a radio host. And he's yeah. working for a company where his efforts seem to be underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And this is him contemplating making the transition from employee to entrepreneurship, ownership. And um, that's one of the most inspiring things about this movie to me. Yeah. No, I agree. I I saw it. I I really enjoyed it. So, and you're right. When you say it's different, it's different. So I found his so you are, um, you are comment totally about right selling about drugs that. to be so funny. I don't know why, but it was to me. He also talked about why he left New York City to move to the Caribbean back in 2010. And I don't know. It kind of got deep. 
Um, one of the reasons is is that um, New York is a very fun and fulfilling city in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. you get to an age, at least for me, I got to an age where I didn't want that grind. I didn't want, I didn't like the, you know, keep real, I didn't like the dirty streets. I didn't care <laughs> for the the crowded, dirty, dingy subways and the crowd and, and the dirty and, and the disrespectful and dirty cabs and the, you're killing and the hustle and bustle i rode my bike everywhere because of that i just didn't like yeah. it i i literally lived on, on vanderbilt and myrtle and i would ride my bike over the manhattan bridge every day and i could go i could easily go down to the brooklyn bridge but i rode my bike over the manhattan bridge every day yeah um and then we had a couple record winters in a row and i was like why am i doing this to myself <laughs> When the, ultimately the goal is to be in an environment where I feel like I'm amongst, like like probably how white a white boy with blonde hair, a six foot white boy with blonde hair and blue eyes feels living in, you know, in Malibu, California. Mm-hmm. Where is that place for people like me? You know, mm-hmm. for a black man like me of Caribbean descent, and for me, that's pretty much the Caribbean. So I kind of laughed way too awkwardly and hard during that convo. Um, After playing it back, the poor guy was probably like, whoa, I'm not being that funny. (laughs) So follow Romany on Instagram, at Romany Malco. He's really cool. And you'll see on his Instagram that he launched something called the People's Empowerment Platform, kind of giving small businesses and causes a place to live. So check it out. And yes, if you want a different and edgier holiday movie to watch, Holiday Rush comes out on Netflix November 28th. So also last week, I went to the opening night of the Big Apple Film Festival, which is a film festival on the small side that's held in New York City. And apparently this is the 16th annual festival, which I was kind of surprised to hear since I'd never heard of it before. But I guess that means nothing because like, I mean, who am I? But some past award recipients of the Big Apple Film Festival are Jesse Eisenberg, Cuba Gooding Jr., Ernie Hudson, and Jerry Stiller. And hopefully you've heard of at least one of those people. Um, It was pretty cool because they also hold a screenwriting conference for filmmakers to attend, giving them mentorship and a place to network. So I thought that was a really cool aspect of the festival. But anyway, the opening film was called Inside the Rain, and it was written by, directed by, and starring newcomer Aaron Fisher. And I recently found out that Inside the Rain won Best Feature Film at the festival. So congrats to Aaron. That's, that's truly amazing for him. So the film is about a bipolar student named Ben Glass, played by Aaron Fisher, who is bipolar in real life. And he's about to be expelled from college when he meets this beautiful stripper named Emma, played by Ellen Tolan, and she helps him come up with this scheme to get him out of the jam he's in. I'll start by saying I really, really enjoyed this movie. It was Aaron's first film, and it was like he'd been doing this for years. It was funny, smart, moving, and the cast was great. It also featured Rosie Perez as his therapist, Eric Roberts, who is Julia Roberts' handsome brother, as a washed-up movie producer, Catherine Curtin as Ben Glass's mom, and look her up if you don't know her. She's in every show imaginable that you watch. Orange is the New Black, Stranger Things, The Loudest Voice, and so on. And Paul Schultz um, plays Ben Glass's dad. And you also may know Paul Schultz as Eddie on Nurse Jackie. He's also in a lot of stuff. Um, Also, he's in Suits, and, and yeah. So look him up as well. 
So because Aaron is bipolar in real life and he's obviously very open about it, I thought it gave the film a whole other layer of just real life and and real life stuff. So when I sat down with Aaron at the film festival, he got really candid with me about what actually happened to him when he started writing the script. This is amazing. So tell me what makes this film so special. Uh, the film is really special to me because it's, you know, it's loosely autobiographical. Uh, I spent four years writing the script. Uh, I never started out in, intending to write uh, autobiography. It was, I started off wanting to write a script like The Graduate, mm -hmm. which is a movie I love. And also I was feeling like Benjamin Braddock and, and The Graduate. So that's all I knew I wanted to do when I started writing. Mm -hmm. um, when I started, uh, Writing though, after the first three or four months, uh, it it was so the pages were so bad, the scenes were so bad, they were so cliche, everything was horrible. I got really down on myself. I got very very depressed. Uh, I had to be hospitalized for two months, and I was uh, taking ECT treatments, which are electroconvulsive therapy, where it's like they shock your brain into being less depressed. This is a true story. This is all while you're writing while, the script? After the first three or four months of writing it. Oh, wow, okay. And then when I got out of the uh, hospital, uh, the vague idea of a premise of a school hearing came up to me. And then s things started getting better from there, but there was no one eureka moment where I was like, I know the story. It just became, as I was writing it for four years, it just became more and more autobiographical. So yeah, that was really intense, but he's a really deep and interesting guy with a great story, and I really, really like talking to him, and I think he's going to do big things, so I'm excited for him. I also spoke to another newcomer in the film, Ellen Tolan, who plays Emma, the stripper slash sex worker, and she's very beautiful in real life as she is on screen, and she's lovely in the film, and I really hope that this is kind of her big break, and also same with Aaron, so I can say I was the first to interview them because they're so talented. Listen to what she has to say about making the movie. I mean, I think I got so lucky. Um, I was in such great company, um, Kathy Curtin, Rosie Perez. Um, yeah, and it just it worked out like a dream. In New York summer, shooting in New York summer is unlike anything. Do you live here normally? Yes. Okay, yes. so that must have been amazing. So that was incredible. <laughs> I got to go home at night mm -hmm. and regroup for the next day. And yeah. yeah, it was incredible. And not to give anything away, but I mean, how did you feel with the sushi all over your body? That was kind of crazy, right? <laughs> it was strangely uh, meditative. Like I got into a zone, and I was like, "This is what, this is what so many women do." And I it's, know. <laughs> and it's a thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I didn't mind it too much. Uh, a couple of the cast members did get sick though from eating too much hot sushi off me, and I felt very bad. Oh my gosh, that, that's so funny. I mean, sorry, that's really sad. <laughs> I felt bad for them, so go see them tonight. But. Well, it's a good story, and it makes for a good one now that it's over. Yeah. But um, tell me about the cast and the crew and what it was like working with everybody. I mean, working with Aaron was incredible. I think there's something really special about working with a director that is an actor that's coming, and writer, <laughs> coming from their own experience. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really powerful, and I think that's a, a trend that's happening now because people want to see real stories mm -hmm. um so that was really that was amazing and yeah 
I just loved how soft-spoken and laid-back Ellen was. I really, really liked that about her. So Ellen Tolan, one to watch for sure. And the last person I spoke to that night was Catherine Curtin, who plays Aaron's mom in the film. And again, look her up. You will know who she is immediately because she is a serious working actress. And she's actually one of the nicest people that I've ever met in the industry. Um, We started following each other on Instagram immediately after we talked and exchanged numbers. And it was just so great. But I had actually met her once before about two years ago. So we discussed our first meeting. Take a listen. Okay, so Catherine, Catherine Curtin, the last time yes. I saw you, yes. okay. um, you came out of 20th Century Blues off-Broadway. Okay. Um, I was the house crew there that night, and oh. you were sobbing hysterically. You were so sweet. You were so moved by the show, and okay. you were so kind, and you were like, I'll give you a soundbite if you want it, but let me just like wipe my tears off for a minute. So That's so funny, but you know, I mean, I, my son yells at me because I cry at, you know, wreck at Ralph. So, so I mean, funny. it's it's you know it's a little bit of a problem for me. <laughs> I mean, I you know you can move. I get moved. I I do. But I I remember that, and yeah. I you know I I feel so lucky to have grown up in New York, and so lucky to have access to great theater, great art, and. Mm-hmm. What's the nice thing about New York too is that you come out and when you've had that sort of experience, yeah. you meet people like, yeah. you, and then and then you communicate, yes. and then it's just so also random, but it's all part of the like the kind of collective energy of of what just happened, of what you just saw, of what was just wonderful, the the community that is humanity, and that's that's definitely New York, and I think we just. We keep circling around each other, you know. We keep re-meeting each other. It's yes. nice. Yes, and you yeah. were you were so curt. You were like, "Let me just hold on a second. And you were so sweet. So I, I always appreciate that. Oh, well, so. thank you so much, yeah, and thank you course. for remembering. Yeah, of it's because I don't have Facebook because I feel like I live Facebook. <laughs> you know, like. Wasn't that so funny? I thought it was funny. But anyway, Catherine's great. And if you want to hear her talk more about the film, you can go to my Instagram or YouTube channel, Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast, to watch the interview. And again, Inside the Rain, actually not again, I don't think I ever said this in the first place, but Inside the Rain will hit theaters in March, so I'll remind you then. So that's it. Don't forget to download and subscribe on Apple. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.